This July 4th, celebrate the spirit of freedom and comfort with Minky Couture Blankets. Wrap yourself in the softness of luxury minky fabric as you cozy up under the stars and stripes. Our blankets are designed to ignite your patriotic pride and keep you warm all night long. From backyard barbecues to fireworks in the sky, make every moment memorable with Minky Couture. Indulge in the ultimate comfort and style this Independence Day. Visit us at MinkyCouture.com or your nearest store today and embrace the true essence of July 4th with Minky Couture Blankets. Freedom has never felt so cozy. Put the cartel on! Welcome to this, our podcast, Timothy Put the Cattell on. I'm Sarah Cattell and this is my co-host, Timothy R. Andrews. Timothy Put the Cattell on is a podcast looking at issues within hospitality, solutions and inspirational stories. The podcast is shared on all major platforms, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud and Spotify, and it's marketed on social media. So today, Sarah, I thought we should take a review of last year's podcasts. So we had quite a productive year in 2020, and I thought we should perhaps take another look at it. It's a wonderful guest that we've had. I think that was a brilliant idea, because although 2020 was a bit of a pig of a year, I mean, I don't even need to go into it, do I? But we have been very lucky. We started a podcast. That's brilliant. We had some guests who are incredible people. That's brilliant. We met some amazing people although we've not met any of them in person yet um, and forged some really great friendships and connections so there's a lot to be grateful for unbelievable we started it in march when was that that was 100 years ago right it's 100 years ago very different view of how things might look yes absolutely there's been some pretty amazing things going on and we've picked up on a lot of them we've spoken to a lot of great people who've done great things so I think we should really just talk about all those people again, because they've really blown my mind. I mean, we started the podcast with the idea of just hopefully getting some inspiring stories from the hospitality industry, just because, you know, it had been devastated very quickly by lockdown. But yet we were hearing some amazing stories coming through of what people were doing. Um, and some of them were really inspiring. And it was great to have them on as guests it was. And although we knew there were some great stories out there, I think the more we uncovered and the more people we got to know, the more I realised that the goodwill and the great things and the innovation that had come out of the situation we were in far exceeded anything that I'd ever thought they would. Absolutely. It's been great. First guest on the podcast was Kemi Ekinola from Be Enriched. And some of the things that she was doing through that charity and what was it 5,000 people she fed in quite a short space of time yeah and and I'll just I'll just mention what she was up to at Christmas actually so Christmas day Kemi's never taken a Christmas day off as far as I know since she's been running the charity I had a call from her just said can you help with feeding about 200 refugees who are living in the area it's their first Christmas in Britain let's give them Christmas dinner yeah she's she's done a lot of good and of course donations were made by some of our listeners to her charity which is great so lovely and it's well deserved was one of the things that stood out for me about that podcast was all the different stories that she had like including how a man with a horse and a car basically exactly like everybody mucked in it was great the whole community sense of what she was talking about how everybody pulled together to make sure people that couldn't eat had food 
I mean, that was that was incre incredible. And now she's got a bus that's going around feeding people and showing people how to make food. Great first guest to have on the show, for sure. Yeah. And then, of course, we had Susan Granfield and Dan Granfield. Oh, lovely mm -hmm. Susan and Dan. Yeah, lovely people. Talking about mental health. And they talked about how in hospitality, people in particular have suffered from mental health issues. Lots of people have, and it's been... It's just been one of those roller coaster rides and that hasn't really helped. It wasn't like there was one problem, then you fix it, then you move on and, and learn to deal with that. The problems just seem to keep coming. It was just one blow after another. I mean, statistics are showing something like 74% or something like that of hospitality people have, have had some sense of mental health issues this year. That's scary. That's really scary. Yeah, it's a pre pretty scary thing but what was really great about these two is they had solutions they provided tips and advice for people so that it isn't a case of just talking about the doom and gloom which of course the podcast is to address the issues but either provide solutions or provide something inspiring and what these two did was provide tips and advice for people that might be going through it so if anybody's going through it now they should go and check these podcasts out Absolutely. They've got all the tools between them, Susan and Dan. Um, and I'm pretty sure they've really helped some people. And I hope that the podcast continues to do that. Since doing our podcast, they are now doing their own. And they've been inspired to do Good News podcast. That's so great. And yeah, it's really good. It's like good, it's good news stories that they go around the world and look at things and, and pull out of the media and then spread the message. Oh, I love that. That's a brilliant idea. The podcast is called Time for the Good News. So please check it out. Hashtag good news stories. I think one of the most interesting and informative interviews for me from our podcast series was uh, Jeremy Gibson from Hospitality Action because I knew who Hospitality Action were. I've been fundraising for them for a while. Um, I knew they did great work, but I really only touched the surface on what they actually did. And Jeremy really gave us an insight into all of the good things that they're doing and also the employee assistance program and the fact that they have a 24 hour helpline for anyone who's struggling. I think that's incredible. What I learned is nobody can really underestimate the work that they've been doing and the need for it in the hospitality community right now. I think it's crazy that more people aren't talking about what they're doing. I'm really surprised. I'm just, I was just, but the good, the amount of good that they've done and the amount of good that they're going to continue to do and the amount of people that they've reached, and yet people aren't still fully aware of the grants that are available to them, the support that they've got, their 24-hour, seven-days-a-week helpline that's free, whether you're an employer or an employee. And to hear of some examples of people's lives that they changed, just it just blew me away. I was so proud to be able to share their story and hope that we managed to get it to reach more people. You realise by talking to the people that we've spoken to, just generally across the board, how devastated our industry has been and how much it's affected people. But then there is support out there and it's people like Hospitality Action, Be Enriched, Open Kitchens. They're all, they're all doing their bit. They're all doing amazing work and you know, they're the, they are the unsung hero. We hear the word unsung quite a lot with things, but I kind of really realise what that word means now. We've heard so much bad news, but for our industry, 
there's been just this spectacular outpouring of just just gestures of amazingness. That's not even a word, but I'm using it. <laughs> Everybody hears about Marcus Rushford, and of course he's doing a great job, and it's it's incredible. But it's there's a lot of other people as well, and it's little guys that we need to give a little tip of the hat to. Yeah, there are so many people. As somebody who's worked in the hospitality industry, I'm really grateful and touched by what these people have been doing. I'm proud of us. Yeah. In the industry too. I'm proud of us. We've stepped up, and it's it's amazing. And then, of course, we talked about things like how the industry might be changing because of a result of the lockdowns. You know, things are not going to be the same necessarily when things reopen. Things like hybrid events now will probably be the new norm. Yeah, we're all used to, to Zoom calls now and uh, FaceTiming each other. Um, but it's the fact that that's going a little bit further and bringing things to you which are physical to go with this social distancing and really not being in a room with someone and yet still maybe I don't know having the same glass of wine in your hand or tasting the same cheese it's it's quite incredible when you think about it and what's also incredible is that we as as society have actually had the means to do this for so long and yet never done it because we didn't have to and it's forced the hand of innovation to, to make these things happen and it's really quite incredible because I'm sure we've all sat there and thought oh I wish I could just be at home in this meeting and then just you know share the same thing but not have to be there because I have to get out of bed and get dressed because getting dressed you know used to be a thing that's not now is it no one gets dressed anymore or at least not from the bottom half from the top half I, I always look extremely dapper and at my very best Sarah what are you talking about from the waist up Tim <laughs> But I think the fashion industry are going to have to adapt, aren't they? I mean, you know, no one wears trousers anymore. It's all pajamas, and I really onesies. hope that carries on. Oh yeah, onesies. Onesies all the way. Onesies, and uh, you know, I wonder if there'll be this um, a backlash against smart trousers, and we'll all be just in casual wear the whole time, which would be amazing. Inside the house, outside the house, who doesn't want to be comfortable? <laughs> <laughs> of course, one of the things that that's also changing is of course some businesses are now doing takeaways and deliveries and looking at how they can make food good quality food yeah um, and get that out to people and what open kitchens of course was very interesting was how the, the people they were working with was getting restaurant quality food out to the hungry and the, the people that were suffering from food poverty but for a very, very low cost. I mean, they they literally fed thousands of people over, over a very short space of time. And they used the communities in Nottingham, they brought a community with, uh, in London, and have been doing lots of sort of local areas and just bringing hospitality people together to feed their local communities. I mean, that the project and the scale of what they have done is, is really something else. What to me was that I'd never ever ever considered this before having a kitchen to cook in is a privilege I have never lived in a house a flat anywhere where I haven't had a kitchen to use but that is the reality for thousands and thousands of people every single day when you think about it it's just weird Lisa's story of I think it was Bill who ate kidney beans cold kidney beans out of a tin for three weeks before they managed to get to him. He's not alone in this. There are people that were working and their income is gone. 
and there's no support and they can't afford to do things. They're worried about the roof over the head and it's people like Open Kitchens and Being Rich and Hospitality Action that are keeping them safe. Yeah, they really are. And also inspiring other people. Lisa had that wonderful story about the young man who'd never never eaten at a restaurant before and then was delivered restaurant quality food. And he's a teenager, isn't he? And he, from from just that one meal, he has decided that he wants to work in hospitality. Just brilliant. I mean, that's that's just incredible to me. What I quite liked as well is with the podcast is, like we did it with mental health, is we were providing tips and advice for for people that were listening um but also what came out is people aren't necessarily in the best shape they've started maybe occurring habits that they're not entirely happy with and they, a lot of people feel stuck in those habits it was great to have somebody like Lynn Mortman on who talked about going alcohol free for a few days like whether it was 30 60 90 and of course the journey that she had was very inspiring and of course Laura Willis as well we talked about social media and how we respond to it. They raised some really good points about how we don't need to necessarily change everything and it doesn't need to be permanently forever, but we can make small changes in order to make ourselves a little bit better or feel better or take control yeah, of our very, lives. No one ever talks about the middle ground, which is making small changes for the better, but not entirely losing something from your life. That that was the bit that really hit home for me because I realized I was addicted to checking my messages and my emails. They're on my phone. My phone's with me all the time. I look at it too much. I knew I did, but aside from, you know, switching from a smartphone to like a Nokia 3210, I didn't know what the solution was, but actually there are solutions, but we only ever get extremes of news in anything. So we only ever get um, stories of people who have nearly died from alcohol poisoning because they are alcoholics and they had to cut it out of their life completely and change their life or we hear about kids who are addicted to to their phones and social media and it's completely wrecking their life and their self-esteem there's there's a an area in between those two things of, of good and bad and we're all in there somewhere on that spectrum and there are things we can change and I didn't know that really or couldn't see that until we spoke to to Laura for instance Hearing them talk about their story resonated in so many different ways. I was like, oh, that's me. That's me. And it was so inspiring because these people have addressed it and fixed it and are showing other people the way to do the same. I mean, it's been a real pleasure doing these podcasts with you. I really enjoyed doing it. And I think it's been really positive experience. We're getting a lot of good feedback from people. Donations have been made. We're now getting people wanting to be on our podcast which is quite cool it feels weird that you're saying that because I still I'm loving doing this and I've loved doing it every week and I'm doing it for the pure joy of it but it does it still doesn't feel quite real so when you say stuff like that I'm like why why do they want to be on our podcast oh oh I get it <laughs> and it's about people that are struggling and hopefully we've touched some people's lives I know for example the bit the mere fact that we're doing podcasts has inspired some people. Just the very basic fact of us doing it. I know somebody yeah. who was very fit, who stopped exercising when it's all locked down because he was feeling very demotivated. But because we were doing something, he was like, I need to go out and do something. So he's back on his bike, he's back out running because we just triggered that, well, why am I sitting here while other people are doing things? Three or four people have messaged me and say, I want to do a podcast. What do I need to do? This is wonderful yeah, stuff. Amazing. 
like I said, people have donated, people have had conversations. So there's all these wonderful things that are happening that wouldn't have happened if we hadn't done this. And I think that makes it worth doing. It does. And, you know, I didn't realise how much this would actually open up just a network of people to be in touch with each other, which could have been so easily lost in lockdown because we were all basically confined to our homes. It's been a really positive experience and I'm looking forward to 2021. We've obviously got some guests already lined up. Yes, we have. And we'll be going twice a month, won't we? Yeah. Second and fourth week of every month. I feel like we should go on location. When we're able to go on location, we'll go on location. I'm thinking the Maldives. I think the Maldives. I'm very happy to, uh, to do that. If you get the tickets organised and pay for it, I will come and join you. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. Good, good. Thank you for listening. Please share, subscribe and like. We look forward to you joining us in the next episode of Timothy, Put the Cattel On, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play and YouTube. Put the cartel on! You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail, we all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.